Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Fastnick. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Lexa. Great to be here. <laughs> I had the honor of commentating your top 16 match. Yeah, I remember. I was very excited having you uh, commentate. Uh-huh. I, um, I do enjoy your podcast, so it was pretty cool to uh, to get... Um, some crossover and, and sort of meet, not in person, obviously, but online. Yeah. Um, was really nice. And that was a really good match. Oh, I'm glad. I, I, I only have it from my perspective, right? So I feel like it was a bit of a, um, not that exciting to watch, but um, yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting one for sure. Yeah, no, it, it was good in the way of like, for me as a commentator, you did something I did not expect. And so it was like, okay, we had all of these like, notes and ideas about how the game is going to play out from what we expected and then you didn't do that yeah yeah it was and and that was sort of the point right because i've been racking my brain i hadn't played black order much and i've been racking my brains around how do x-men deal with black order and mm-hmm. especially um if if we get sort of sword at 14 which was sort of the mission that that black order like the least mm-hmm. and Really, for Black Order, in my mind, it was about keeping priority so that they can just keep dazing and KOing characters. But at 14, they couldn't do the Corvus Proxima double dose. So if they wanted to play their normal game then um, against three X-Men, then I get the opportunity for them to flip priority to me, which gives me um, what I call the turn that the X-Men hit the accelerator. Um, and allows me to, other people call it a swing turn, but, you know, X-Men specifically, mm-hmm. um, that that would allow me to either get Corvus and or Thanos and, and change the game. Um, but unfortunately for me, uh, I did not pick up the uh, Skrull agent, and he yeah. did. So mm-hmm. that was that was the deciding factor, I think. Yeah. But it was still it was still a very fascinating game. Um mm. It was. I got to commentate two of the top sixteen matches because I played. I I followed you and Ulysses, Ulysses match, yeah, um, which was very interesting. And then I commentated. I can't remember who it was that he was facing, but a Pat Dunford match. Yeah. Yep. And that that match was amazing. Yeah. Nice. Because Pat just Pat's kept. Such a great player. Yeah. Pat just kept like doing stuff and we're just like, we're not sure about this. And then we see what happens. And we're like, Oh, so yeah. yeah, he does that. Doesn't he? He's that kind of player. Oh yes. Um, but would you mind introducing yourself a little bit for the people who may not know you? Mm, so, um, my, my name's Nick and I've been gaming a very long time. Um, I started out as, I imagine, a lot of people in Warhammer Fantasy Battle and had a podcast called Dwellers Below. Um, So there may be some listeners out there that recognize that. So I really enjoyed my time there. And then once Age of Sigma dropped, I moved across to Malifaux, which has quite a lot of skill crossover with with MCP. Yeah. So... um, I and again, as you do when you when you love a game, you start a podcast. So I was on the Red Jokers um, for the entire time that we played Malifaux, and then finally MCP came along at, at a good time for me. I was in lockdown here in Melbourne, and um, actually just wanted to paint the models. And then um, a friend of mine convinced me to get them on the table. And once you play 
one game of MCP. You are... the, the rule set is so good. It's so it's so smooth, so simple, and so it's got so much room for finesse and for growth. Like I was just hooked. Yeah. Um, and and Marvel has always been my first love. It's always been the first thing that sucked me into nerddom. Like mm-hmm. the whole reason I'm I'm a chiropractor by extension is because I watched '90s X-Men comics as a child mm-hmm. and I, um cartoons and read the comics, and that's what got me excited about learning about anatomy and physiology and evolution and and that sciencey path. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 funny to go sort of full circle, spend all these years playing miniatures games, and then finally as an adult, um, moving towards middle age, um, going full circle and playing a Marvel miniatures game, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, I am the generation of X-Men cartoons after you. Yeah, nice. I am X-Men Evolution. Yeah, that's next on my Disney Plus list because I've just had a little girl um, a, few, a few, well, a week and one day ago. Um, and so we've been watching, well, she hasn't been watching, she's been sleeping, uh, but we've been watching X-Men cartoons and once the 90s series finishes, then that's the next one on the, on the chopping mm-hmm. block. Cause apparently they introduce like some really key characters in that, like X-23, yes. his first appearances uh-huh. in that and a few others. You also get trashy goth girl rogue. Yeah. Nice. Which is like, honestly, I want to paint my rogue up as trashy goth girl rogue from X-Men Evolution. Yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. Mine will definitely be the 90s Rogue, but uh, I can see how different generations will have different opinions and different iterations of her. Yeah. It's like Rogue is one of the characters that I'm least mad at their 80s co- costume. Yeah, definitely. But it's having seen how costuming in the comics for a bunch of the X-Men has come to at this point, a lot of the 80s costumes are kind of trash. Yeah, they are. I agree. Um, I, I like them because, you know, that's that's how I first saw them. Mm-hmm. But if you look at some of the newer stuff, like I just finished watch, um, watching Reading X-Men Red, um, and some of the costumes in that are awesome and that sort of more modern run. Even um, Ultimate X-Men, which I read in, in the early 2000s when I was sort of mm-hmm. a teenager, um, those costumes are awesome as well. Um, it's just the nostalgia, really, for me, that that mm-hmm. makes me love the '90s ones. But no, it's like the House of X costumes for me. Are yeah, I haven't read House of X yet. Oh, you need I'm to. Gonna, you need to. I'm gonna Google them right now. Uh, check, uh, search up uh, Kitty Pride Mo- uh, Moadas. Okay, Kitty Pride. Yeah, people keep talking about this team, Kitty Pride Marauders. Um, oh, that's a very cool cover. Let's have a look. So this is the cover with her with a dragon on her shoulder and a sword. Yes. Um, so that's it, very cool. The Marauders is Kitty Pride being a pirate captain with her crew being Bishop, Pyro, Storm, and Iceman. Yeah, that's cool. And she's being cool. financed by Emma Frost. Yeah, very nice. Um, and that's very very cool. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I have to check it out. I'll, uh, I've got um, Marvel Unlimited, so uh-huh. and I've just finished a series, so I think it's it's this will be the next on the block. Oh yeah, no, uh, House of X, Power of X is probably the best comic books I have read in probably a decade. Wow, and okay. definitely the best Marvel comic book. 
House of X and Power of X. Yeah. Awesome. So oh, it's, um, it's, um, you should be able to find them as like one contiguous thing because they were like two series that interwove with each other that were put out simultaneously. Okay. Um, that set up like the new status quo for the X Men. That's cool. Yeah. I, cause I really enjoyed X Men Red and that was sort of the most modern X Men that I've read of, of mm-hmm. late. I've, I've been going through sort of from the start of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Cool. That's, Let's just that's say there are some big changes that happen to the X Men. Yeah, because I've I've read um like a few issues from this year and last year, and I'm like this. I recognise these characters, but it's very different. So oh, yes. I think that's yes. I, I, perhaps <laughs> this is where that happens, right? Oh yeah. Uh yes. Uh huh. Um, there's a big reveal in book two that is just like what? Yeah. Nice. That also has one of the coolest covers. Yeah, cool. Cool. I, I look forward to reading it. Yeah, it's like the only thing that really jumps out to me as major, major competition for like best, my favorite comic book of the last decade was the most recent one of Justice League Dark, which I also adored. Yeah, cool. I haven't read any of those at all. I, I've always been more on the DC side of comic books um, than Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yep. Because up until, like, two, three years ago, Marvel yep. was afraid to take big swings. Mm-hmm. DC, even if they missed completely, took those swings. Yeah. And I always found it more interesting when when a company takes big swings, whether or not they actually succeed. Yeah. Because I find it just makes a more interesting product. Yeah, definitely. Whereas I can see how... Um going through those earlier comics, it's like, essentially, it's just the same stories rehashed over and oh, yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. because they know that's what people want to see and they know that's what's successful. Um, but you want, as as more adult readers, you want characters to change, you want characters to be not black and white, you want them to be grey, you want, you want to see different things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you're exactly right in that... Um, be ambitious, and if you fail, who cares? It's it's been something. It's been an interesting ride, you know. Oh yeah, no, and and that was something that up until very recently, Marvel has had a major issue with, and I yeah. think this X Men run is 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 the thing that bucked the trend for me in that regard, and yeah. got me to respect some of the Marvel writers. Uh, but I'm not sure about the rest of Marvel, honestly. There's like a couple mm. things I follow, but not everything. Um, I mostly follow the X-Men stuff. I have, like, the Taskmaster miniseries was kind of fun. Yeah, nice. Um, but, like, I'm not following other stuff super heavily. This, the comic book I have been following most heavily, other than um, the X-Men stuff, is I've gone back into Vampirella. Okay, I'd, I've never read any Vampirella at all. It's... There is an entire genre of comic book that I call trashy, sexy comic uh, horror comics. Yeah. That it's like Witchblade and Vampirella and Hack Slash. And I find, found that the older I get, the more I just love this trashy, trashy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I read a lot of comic books um, as I'm in bed going to sleep because mm-hmm. it is, it's just not much brain power required and it can be quite relaxing to just mm-hmm. suspend your disbelief and just read about superheroes. It really helps yeah. me to de-stress and 
get some good sleep. Yeah. And then there's the Power Rangers comic books, which have been insane. I started reading those a while ago. I read the first, ooh, I would say two story arcs, and I thought that were great. Yeah, no, they're amazing, and they've just kept going. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and, and it's just nostalgic enough to um, keep you, like, engaged, mm-hmm. but the stories are really interesting, and, and lots of really cool, unexpected stuff happens. Yeah, and, and they the comic books are so influential that they have actually, like, defined new characters into the canon. Wow, that's cool. Because, like, Draken and Ranger Slayer are, like, in the canon enough that they have gotten major spotlights in video games. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, But speaking of comic book characters... Mm. As you are not a podcaster for MCP, I must ask you, which uh, character that isn't currently in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Ooh, well, I think I think I have to pick one of the X-Men, but it's like picking your favorite child. Um, and if I have to pick one, it's so tough, but if I have to pick just one, I think I want... Nathan Summers X-Man um, mm. because his cable without the virus and reading through um, sort of those early 90s comic books, particularly through like Onslaught and that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. he's just this kind of super-powered telepathic character and I really, really like him. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I could I could name 10 straight away of oh, characters yeah. that I'm desperate to have in MCP, as uh, we all can, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, my number one with a bullet is still the Stafford Kukos. Yeah, nice. It's like them yeah. and the Runaways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But that being said, who did you bring for us to talk about? Well, that was a great segue because, uh, in fact, I have brought the... I don't think it's a 616 dimension, but anyway, uh, the alter, altered version of him, Cable. Um, again, Nathan Summers, uh, the baby that was sent to the future to find a cure for the techno-organic virus and returned as an old man, older than his parents, in fact. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I do love that he's become a kid again. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, that's secret, secret comic book stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Cable is the leader of the X-Force, uh, which we will not be putting him in today. Mm, definitely uh, not. Uh, but he he is a medium-based character, short move medium-based character with a lot of, with a range five builder. Mm-hmm. That gives out incinerate. Mm. And then he has a bunch of throws, he has some additional power generation, he has some reposition he has a lot yeah i think i think his throw gets overlooked i i reckon it's probably one of the best throws in the game for its efficiency right because often characters will be pay three to throw something size x or less or pay two to throw size two or less or whatever but cables is similar to magneto's in that he pays the cost um, determined by the size. So it's really, really efficient and he can throw really any turn. 
And particularly if you've got someone who's got a brace for impact, you can continually throw size one things to try and draw out their brace. And if not, then you're just dealing some damage or getting them to roll defense dice. And I really like his throw. It's, you know, it's range three and, and medium throw. So it's, it's quite decent, but mm-hmm. I like it for the efficiency. Yeah, for sure. He also adds defense dice. Mm, yeah, telekinetic shield, which I think they had to when they made the model that they made, right? Because yeah. that model, the reason I love this character so much, more so than his background, because he's not one really one of my favorite X-Men. Um, I think he's cool, but he's not one of my favorite. Is that model is just bonkers. Um, and the fact that that's one of his best abilities is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, now, uh, he is native to three affiliations, none of which we will be bringing him in. So we will mm, not be right. touching the Avengers, the Uncanny X-Men, or the X-Force. Mm, that's right. That's right. So it's an interesting little challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so are there any affiliations that jump out to you as things you want to bring up? There's, there's three that really jump out to me when mm-hmm. talking about Cable. Um, the first one is Web Warriors, um, and the reason, and this is sort of all centered around his throw and his telekinetic shield. I think when you're splashing him, that's they're the two main things that you want to focus on and build around. Um, in Web Warriors, his range five uh, energy attack is really useful. The majority of Web Warriors are physical attackers, um, with a couple of splashes here and there. Um, and then his big spender of Mystic, I think, really helps out Web Warriors a lot. Adding two dice of which they get to re-roll um, and plus that range and that um, different attack type, really useful. Um, and his ability to then re-roll his own defense as well um, mm-hmm. because they're not great for a five threat, particularly his physical and energy are not not superb for a five threat. Okay. What's number yeah. two? Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and recently has just gotten even better because mm-hmm. he could use winging it tokens very well. Um, and again, that range five, he can be sort of that that mid to backline support piece to help with um, with the Guardian's defense and then almost sit next to Rocket and have this double pronged, you know, on, on the back of an E, on the back of a B, um, on one side of a C. You can kind of put them on either sides of the table and have these two long-ranged energy attackers. And because Guardians can go so wide, he's he's very easy to fit into a roster. Mm -hmm. So very, very useful in that regard. Um, And then the last one is one that I've been um, playing around with a little bit, and that's in Convocation Mm. because his Mystic Defense is really good. And they can really benefit from having additional dice given to them on their defense, particularly for physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's quite... And again, his, his long-range energy attack is useful in that affiliation of mostly Mystic. Um, but he just adds a little bit to them and their cards really synergize quite well with him, with his, his higher Mystic defense and um, the movement that you get from their leadership and those sorts of things. I think they're the three that, um, that jump out to me. Um, how about you? Have you, have you theory crafted any? Have you put him on the table in any others? Um, what, I have, what's I, tickled your fancy? I have a couple others that I do want to bring up. Uh, first mm. up is the spider foes. Yeah, nice. 
Um, just getting more incinerate into that list is never going to be a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. And now that the Spider Foot's affiliation is once per turn, he can yep. uh, use it to push through more damage and get his power gen really well. Yeah, um, I like it. And Spider Foes has a lot of characters that want to be in the midpoint of the fight and not many that actually want to be at the back of the fight. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's a really good call. Um, Midnight Suns, I think mm-hmm. just stacking movement tech on him as a slow mover so he can double attack each turn is not a bad thing, especially with his 50 millimeter base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm... I'm I'm familiar with their leadership. I don't know much about their cards, mm. um, but but I do like the idea. I mean, it's similar to the convocation one of that extra movement. He's he's already got the place, and just that extra range one place as well is is very very useful. Definitely, yes. especially on a big base. Mm-hmm. It's like a range two plus a range one almost has him at the midpoint, and then range five from there is just the deployment zone, right? Yeah. Um, and then Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yep, I is, like it a lot. He, he is a character with immunity poison, and yep. Inhumans is the team that wants to force Terrigen Mist. Yep. Yep. I agree, I, and I really like it. Uh-huh. Um, because giving him... The, some of his issue is power generation, right? Yeah. And the ability to give him that extra power um, is very, very handy. Yeah. And you can do some sneaky stuff in early turns. Um not in affiliation, but a character I like to splash into uh, Inhumans is Baron Zemo. Yep. Um, so you can pass the power to Zemo, so Zemo can charge someone, get the attack off, get power, and then you can walk up, uh, do one walk and get to get into range of, your, of the Zemo, and then trade, get the power back, and then body slide. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you can do fun yeah. stuff like that. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. Have you thought about Cabal as well, um, specifically Red Skull Cabal, um, to give him that extra power gen when he's attacking? I, I definitely think Red Skull Cabal is an option. Um, and there are a lot of interesting pieces in Red Skull Cabal, in, in both Cabals, um, that he does not mind. Red Skull also does not mind extra incinerates in his lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, also, uh, I think he also doesn't mind Sinkable. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, don't, I haven't played a lot of with or against Sinkable, but yeah, tell me what you're thinking there. So it's, it's Sinkable likes their big bases because it means their range two and range one, their range two for the asset drop and their contesting has a little bit extra reach. Mm. Mm. That's that's really spicy. I like it. And with his body slide by one, he can make a movement to get within range two of someone holding an asset and still double mm-hmm. attack someone else. Yep. Yeah, I really like that. Um, it may not be the most effective way to use him. Also, it's it's a cheap leader. Um, for him, because he yep. is a five threat, and so it's mm. like. You can do a core of 11 points of just sin, cable, and crossbones. Yep. And then suddenly you are you have two activations there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And then keeping that keeping priority can come in real handy when you've got him in the middle of the fight 
um, and he's a little bit beaten up, um, mm-hmm. and you can get out a, a good Afghani son. Yeah. Um, and that my favorite part of that attack is that he heals from each um, each attack oh, yeah. that he does damage on. So you can have this really beaten up, highly powered cable, and then he finishes um, back to full health. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the strange, strange option that we must talk about mm. uh, that is the easiest splash in the world nowadays is Dormammu. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Giving it's, him I the mean, extra power gen. It's an expensive core. <laughs> 13 points, yeah. But actually, it's not, though, right? Because you don't need to make affiliation. Yeah. So you you can add twos and threes or whatever you want to get as wide as you desire because you can actually just take any model yeah. in, the whole, um, mm-hmm. in the whole game. But is there one of those uh, affiliations that jump out to you? I think... I think spider foes, right? Because I've been doing... Prior to Season 6, I was doing quite a bit of testing with spider foes. This was before the Goblin update. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... And, and what I've found from my testing is that they they lack that 5 threat, 5 or 6 threat. Yeah. Um, which, you know, may come in a future release, but I think that's a spot on their roster that's quite open. Yeah, no, I... Quickly regarding the the Green Goblin update, I was already scary with the Green Goblin. I am afraid of what I will do with the update. Yeah, I I had the same, yeah, the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I I worked some tech around, um, to get get Green Goblin really humming, and now, it's it's almost too easy, right? Like when yeah. when you've spent that long working on it, trying to see how to get the most out of him, what you can do with the rest of the affiliation. Now you're like, oh, this is I don't want to play this anymore. It's easy mode now. Yeah, because it's like before then, I, I, I made this comment many a times, but the learning curve for Green Goblin was a brick wall. Yep. He was the hardest character in the game to learn. Yep. But once I you agree. learn him, he sung. Yeah, I agree completely. I think he's really good. Uh, um, and I like that you... He wasn't obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I like that you needed to work out how to get the most out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just better now. He yeah. just does everything the same. It's just easier for you to do all the tricks. Yeah. Um, it's. I really like it. Mm-hmm. So it's. I think it's a watch this space. I think um, the change to Spider Foes has really. Um, it's going to take a lot of people by surprise. Oh yeah. I think it's really good. I think. I think they are supremely dangerous at this point. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Hundred percent. Um. Because they already had some amazing tactics cards. Yep. Um. And even even their like not official tactics cards were great. Yep. Uh, well, yep, like plans is one of the best tactics cards in the game. Yep, agree. And agree. I was I... I was splashing Dark Ark into Criminal Syndicate to play it in Criminal Syndicate. That's how good it was. Yeah, particularly with the right mission setup, right? Oh you yeah. Could, that that card wins you games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Sinister Traps is really good. But I think it can also be a bit of a trap. People feel like they need to play it each game, but I don't think you need to. I think um, that card is good enough to play Spider Foes with the old Goblin, mm-hmm. and potentially, if you want to go wider, not run Goblin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Though I would, I it, would fight people about not running Goblin. I was I, a firm Goblin believer. I agree. Yeah, I really like Goblin. Um, and on both sides. Then I like that he changes so much oh, on yeah. the backside. Mm-hmm. I am a little sad that we can no longer do the like Goblin Thanos list. Well, the... Oh, I don't know. The... Oh, you can't. Yeah, yeah, your particular list that you speak about. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Because the power of that list was the flexibility that the gems allowed that team. Yes. To yes. be super, super consistent in getting Thanos in there. But now that you have to yes. like, confirm gems onto him at the the start of it all, it it's a lot rougher. Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think with the introduction of Mordo... Um, yes. I think you get a lot of the same, the, a lot of the same tech, without the really top end stuff that you were doing with Thanos. So, I'm going to make a weird suggestion straight off the bat. Let's do it. So, there are two characters that I splash into Spider Verse super often that make things a second affiliation splash super easy. Mm, tell me. Bear Mordell mm-hmm. and Red Skull. I agree completely with the Baron Mordo, and then Red Skull obviously takes it to Cabal, right? Well, have you ever play, played Venom-Red Skull combo? I haven't. So, on split seas, you send Venom and Red Skull off together on their own side, and it's a side of the board where you have... It basically becomes a side of the board where you have to attack Venom. Because Red Skull yeah. will just keep Hail Hydraing the attacks into Venom. And then um, he also can reposition the Venom to make sure he's in range three of whoever is possibly attacking. That's very spicy. It is despicable. Mm, Especially is... with the new leadership. Because like, you, you were spending for leadership each attack anyway on Venom before. Because it's a once put on, but now that you don't have to spend for it, you're saving three yeah. to four power each round. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so, it's a bit like X Force in that the the way you get the most out of it is by having out of activation attacks, right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. And um, they're they're. I, I am sad that we can't quite get full Counter-Strike in X-Force. Mm-hmm. Um, you you mm-hmm. have to do it in Web Warriors to get it nice and clean at low yeah. point values. Um, yeah. But the Daredevil, Sabretooth, Venom, Miles team is so much fun. Yeah, it is. It at is. 15 points, you play that on Gamma Waves and go, who are you going to attack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. So that is but that I, is something to keep in mind for us as we're building this list. If that is a direction we could go, mm, yeah, I like it a lot. I think Baron Mordo for sure. I yeah. think he, in my mind, he is a, a spider foe. <laughs> Be- because and the thing is, I have um when I play Cable in X Men, I have a particular play turn one. I mean, it costs you three cards, but you can get two hammers on Cable, mm-hmm. um, and two hammers on Cable is just bonkers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Baron Mordo can do that once a turn, every turn anyway. Four damage. And all it costs, yeah, all it costs is a damage when Cable then has the spender 
to heal back that damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're they're a match made in heaven. They're best yeah. buds. Uh huh. For sure. So I think I think certainly he is the first character into the list. Um, has to be Baron Mordo. Yeah. Um, so and. Uh, I I have Green Goblin, I have Cable, I have Bear Mordo. Who are other mm-hmm. in-affiliation picks for Spider-Foes? Yeah, so I'm a bit funny when I make my lists. I know a lot of people like to um, come up with a kind of a core and then add splashes for different points values. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a like add everyone in the affiliation and then subtract the people that... Um, aren't fulfilling a role and then replace them with people that fulfill the role, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So so my first three in the affiliation, obviously Goblin. Yep. Um, and then I think Lizard is is an anchor in that affiliation. I think he, he makes most squads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really like Mysterio. Fair enough. Um, I do have to shout out my boy Dark Ark. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was I. I'm more than happy to put Doc Ock in. The scariest um, Doom prophecy target in the West. So let me let me bring up his card. Let's have a look at this, because doesn't his what goes to double successes? That, oh yeah, that's right. His wilds, his wilds yeah. are double successes. So he goes eight dice with wilds making double successes with crits giving him extra power. Yeah, he's he's pretty bonkers. So his strikes suddenly become an average of five point five damage per attack. Yeah, yeah, it's which nuts. is terrifying. And then he can spend into a throw. Yep. It's yeah, terrifying. So I think Doom Prophecy is almost an affiliated card for Spider-Foes. Because mm. if you look at them all, um, Lizard for defense. Um, the, the problem with Spider-Foes has been previously is that they all have four dice builders, right? Mm-hmm. Or very low builders. Um, and most of them have really high physical defense. If you get a Doomed Prophecy or you've got turn on Carnage, he just wins you the game. Oh, yeah. Um, Venom... Amazing physical... Def- I think Doom Prophecy is, is almost the first card that you put in. Fair enough. Um, um, it, they've just got such good work into that. And Dr. Octopus... What I like with when I play Doom Prophecy is I like more than half the squad to have a physical... Uh, to have good use of it. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Octopus... And what I really like with it is when you get a three or a two threat to punch like Magneto. Oh, yeah. And that's certainly what Dr. Octopus does, right? I have had... So, back in the old Santa Spider first days, which is mm-hmm. basically was doing Doom Prophecy without needing to play Doom Prophecy. Yep, nice. Cause that's what it was doing half the time. Because um, yep. once you flipped over, you're adding four dice on any yeah, attack. Yeah, of course. And it was terrifying yep. in the best way possible. But it was... Yep. I, I had a six-dice... Uh, Dark Ox Strike uh, one sh- almost one shot a Thanos. I think yep. it did seven damage. Yeah. Because Thanos whiffed and I got four wilds. Yeah, that's nuts. And it was in a mirror match. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. So it's um... also Dark Ox allows us to play well light plans, which we were talking about earlier. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So he's in for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so if we want to double down on that additional dice, I think you've got to go with Craven, right? Mm. 
Craven has been an interesting piece for me. I have played him more in Criminal Syndicate than in Spider Foes. Mm hmm. Yep, I can see that. I just. Spider Foes relies on the order of activation super heavily. Mm hmm. And taking the turn out to expert tracker someone in Spider Foes is, is very detrimental. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree completely because he's he's someone that you want to activate early, mm-hmm. but in Spider Foes you you can't afford to have a wasted activation early. They've yeah. got to put the foot on the gas and keep it going. Uh-huh. Um, and often he's quite squishy, mm-hmm. and so often he will get taken out if you get him in range to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you sort of want to activate him first, do an attack, run away, and then and then expert tracker someone. Um, but spider foes don't have that luxury of being able to choose or wait for activations to happen before they go with their big pieces, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I agree completely. As I mentioned, he's very good in Criminal Syndicate, and I'm super happy mm-hmm. he's he's like he, he's not a stand on the point criminal syndicate member. He's a track down the extract carrier, murder them, and then pass the extract back the line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's a re- he he is a hunter, right? Yeah. I think they've they've nailed his design. Oh yeah, in that you you want him skirting the edges of the board, picking on someone like a black cat or a toad or a you know someone like that. Yeah. Um. And I think we want to be a little bit tankier than him, too. Because mm-hmm. um, by adding... Because, like, he's threes across the board. But, like, if we look at a lizard, he's four, three, three. Dark Ark is yep. one of the best defensive stat lines in all of three threats with a four, three, four. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we have um, Cable there to boost those defense dice even higher. Yep. Yep, agree. Um, which brings me to my boy, mm. Venom. Yep. We were already talking about the out of affili- out of activation attacks. Venom makes so much work of the affiliation ability at this point, as well as having one of the best pulls in the game. Yeah, and and the other thing is again, if we're tying into what Cable brings to this affiliation. That two energy defense suddenly becomes a four energy yeah. defense, um, and that four physical becomes a six physical. Mm-hmm. So venom just almost becomes impossible to remove. Yeah, especially when since he's not paying for that defense boost, so his counter attacks get better. Uh, mm-hmm. And and if he has bear mordo on the table, you can spend each counter attack. Yeah, of course, of course. As long as you get the power on mordo, you yeah, can definitely spend each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can he can be the point of the spear, right? So you can have him, you know, on the middle of a gamma or a demons, mm-hmm. and have the rest of the crew sitting on the back one with the extract advantage, mm-hmm. and just keeping him alive and buffing his attacks. Yeah, he's so um, it's it's spider foes are very good at doing the shimmy shimmy of the tank in front. He gets damaged, pull him out, put a new tank in front. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. But we're up to seven characters already. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, are there any out-of-affiliation options that jump out to you? Oh, out-of-affiliation. I th- I always like to have at least one, two threats 
to um, help round out the numbers if you're going too narrow. So if mm -hmm. we look through those, I mean, Okoye is boring. Forget about her. Yes. Um, she goes in all the lists. Let's see. Um, I don't mind Nebula, actually, in yeah. um, in Spider-Foes, particularly mm -hmm. with Mordo. Um, she's got that heal each turn, so you can you can get some real nice damage out of her, particularly with the reroll on them. Mm -hmm. um, we have see. updated Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Ties into... It's an extra energy attack, an extra range. It's the same gun, essentially, without the incinerate. Mm -hmm. um, and he's immune to throws... Um, He's, yeah. he's not a bad one. He's just not getting the re-rolls that Nebula's getting, but certainly another good option. Um, we also have the weird option, and a character I bring up very rarely, but might be useful in this specific case because we have so many tanks, essentially, is Wong. Uh, yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, I don't know that he's... Um, not a very good option here. He, what I really like about him in Spider Foes mm -hmm. is his ability to give out power, which is one of their weaknesses. Yeah. And his ability to heal. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he could be the little, one of the two threats that we sneakily put in to um, power up Mordo. And also to heal, get some extra healing on our characters. Because I've got some ideas when we get to missions. So, oh, I do um, too. So, and so I think I'm I'm happy to put Wong in. I okay. think he's, he's a, a useful two threat. Uh -huh. um, and do we want to add a second two threat just to give us some more flexibility mm. on the numbers? I'm not. Let us do math. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, uh, danger. I like Danger Room because when you go to their list breakdown, you can set, uh, make it include specifically all the lists include a specific character and stuff. Oh, cool! I'm yeah. I'm just using this for the first time today, mm -hmm. so um, include exclude. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna be using this quite a bit. And this. because it's on login, you can use it on both your phone and your laptop and share lists across them. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, we don't really, we can't really get him at, in at 14. We'll play unaffiliated 14. Okay. Yeah. Because. With uh, Wong or without Wong? Uh, with Cable. Just cable. in general. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's four threat leader, yeah. five threat character. Yeah. That yeah. makes the math really awkward unless you have an inaffiliation two threat. Yes, that's right. That's uh, right. But then we go four wide at fifteen with a green goblin lizard, uh, green goblin cable, and then two of us three threats in affiliation. Yes. So either lizard, yep. Mysterio, or Dark Rock. Yep. Then up at sixteen, we just trade one of those three threats out for a Venom. Yep, I like that. At seventeen, we trade out uh, Venom for a three threat and a Wong. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is the place we are really going to like Wong. Is is yep. that seventeen point value? Yep, I think so too. Um, then 18. 18 we can get either our double three-threat Baron Mordeaux or our three-threat, four-threat Wong. Yeah. Yeah, I like the double three-threat Baron Mordeaux, but it's nice to have options. Yeah. Um, and then at 19, we get our 
three threat, four threat, bare motto cable lists. Yeah. Or yeah, awesome. you can do double three interfilation three threat and really stack up on your, your spider foes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then at 20, we get Green Goblin, Cable, Lizard, Mysterio, Dark Ark, and Wong. Yep. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. So, we have some room to both put in some higher point value characters and to get some redundancy in some of these out-of-affiliation choices. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure we need a second two threat. No, I agree. I agree. I think we can get away without one. Mm-hmm. So, what do we want to synergize with... Um, in terms of um, the extra characters, do we want to put in tanky characters that then we can boost with Cable, or do we want people who are going to take advantage of his Instillerate and the reroll? So why not both? Okay. And let me bring up a fourth threat for that twenty point team. Mm-hmm. The Ancient One. Yep. I like that. Because Incinerate plus Purus is really good. Plus mm-hmm. plus you also get the spider first we will. Um, mm-hmm. And then... And, go ahead. And we've got Cable to buffer defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she also has Martial Artist and the double re-roll from Keeper of Akimoto. So mm-hmm. it is... She... With the buffing from Cable's defense. And... This is where it gets tricky. Uh, it allows us to play an affiliated 14. Yep. Because suddenly we can play Convocation at 14 with Bermudo, Ancient One, Wong, and Cable. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves us one more pick. Do we want to get an... Do we want to look at that convocation list and maybe get another convocation member in? Mm. I was thinking uh, Magic or Dr. Voodoo. Yes. Both of those are very good options. Uh, I do want to touch on... We'll, we'll touch on both of those quickly, but just alphabetically first. Mm. I want to so touch do- on... The least talked about convocation member, Clea. Yeah, I like Clea a lot. Uh, I really like her ability to generate power when you need. Mm-hmm. I really like her uh, throw, mm-hmm. and I like her range to place a lot. Yes. Yeah, she she is mini. Uh, she is mini Red Skull without Hell Hydra, which mm-hmm. does change a lot in a lot of different cases, but. Cable being on that base, on that big base, on on the medium base, that range two place means so much more. Mm -hmm. And getting him to double attack and keep his power for either retreating or for throwing an object is a Mm -hmm. lot. Yep. Yep, I agree. And I like the ability that it gives you in Spider-Foes to be able to Go grab a center extract, maybe move back a little bit, and then get placed and pulled back to safety. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like her, and I like that she fits in the three slot, and mm-hmm. she gives you a lot of support. Yes, uh, but let's talk about the other two that you mentioned. Doctor Voodoo is very good. 
I think Doctor Voodoo is just he's he's enchantress level of good on the extract play, right? He just that ability to stop your opponent holding an extract and stop the competing insecures as well um, is so useful. And he he seems to generate power relatively easily for me. So you, you're not even worried about him not having the power for particular characters because he just seems to get it. So it's it's now that Enchantress has been nerfed. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the same level. I think mm-hmm. Enchantress yeah, was better because she could, no matter what, do it on turn one. And Dr. Voodoo yes. has to roll dice to do it on turn yes. one. Um, but let me just say, I love the Enchantress change. My God. Me too. Me too. I was, um, it felt like that eventually at a tournament, if you're playing well, you're going to come up against Enchantress. And then what, what I didn't like about the old Enchantress was that it didn't matter how much threat was on the board. Let's say you're playing an 18 threat game. Mm-hmm. So between the two teams, you've got 36 threat worth of models on the board and all that mattered was the four threat of Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's a really bad place for the game to be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dr. Voodoo is very, very good on that extract game. He also helps you on your secure game. Giving him the rerolls in uh, Spider-Foes helps out with his with all the... Because he has a lot of stuff to spend power on. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's, it helps him with his power spending. And then magic. Yep. Magic I love. Yep. Um, yeah. I like her little as a little assassin, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I cannot wait for her. I cannot wait for them to announce New Mutants so she has, so she can be in New Mutants. Yeah. New Mutants have some of my favorite X-Men characters in them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I think about the teams that they could possibly do with New Mutants, um, and I think it'd be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. What What I like the most about her is her tactics card, mm-hmm. um, Journey Through Limbo, because that can really swing a game. Yes. So I'm I'm just thinking already that we are going to have a very tight tactics card suite. Because there are a bunch Definitely. of really good Spider-Foes tactics cards, and then Convocation also really ta- taxes your tactics cards more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I am... We're going to be have to be careful about what character-specific cards we bring in. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that's probably what tips us over the edge with Clea, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't she doesn't use the card slot. And, and she has that support. Because also it's like... There are a lot of big bases in Spider-Foes, and that means... Um, and also a lot of size 3 in Spider-Foes, mm-hmm. which is an underrated stat. Because mm-hmm. um, being able to... So my favorite dumb thing in the old Santa Spider-Foes list was playing on Herb. Mm-hmm. And you would play Space Gem Thanos on Herb. And then you would activate Green Goblin second to last and then activate Thanos basically last. And it's like, cool, I'm going to portal your person who can throw Psy 3 over in, into the Oblivion and then move my character back, my Psy 3 character back onto the, the herb point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. 
It's really nice. And while you can't do that levels of it, you can do some pretty close stuff there. Mm-hmm. With her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So what we're doing essentially is getting the use that you would get from Thanos in your Spider-Foes list, but we're taking a couple of smaller slots to get that done, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's not I all think... condensed, and we're, we're kind of picking and choosing which of those effects that we need in any individual game. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So, yes. So, uh... I've got 10 right now. Let's have a read through them. So, obviously, Cable. Yep. Um, Green Goblin. I've got Baron Mordo, Doc Ock, Lizard, Mysterio, Venom, Wong, the Ancient One, and Clear. Yeah. That's what yeah. I have. Uh, yeah. And that suddenly means we have options at 14. Mm-hmm. Because um, we ha- we can either do Baron Mordo or Clear and then Wong Ancient One Cable. Mm-hmm. For our 14 points, which is super rad sounding. Yeah, I agree. I really like it. And then we also now have the additional 15 option of Baron Mordo, Clear, Ancient One, and Cable. Mm-hmm. Which you can set any of those up at the leader. Um, yep. You get a bunch that's, more options at 16. Holy criminy. Mm, and that's that's what I liked about Convocation and Cable when I was having a think about it, is that there's no set leader. So his five threat out of affiliation cost is not as big of a tax because mm-hmm. you can just drop there four or five. And and this is the um, the flexibility that we're getting by adding them into our Spider-Foes oh, yeah. roster. And suddenly now we have this 20-point Green Goblin, Cable, Lizard, Venom, Ancient One list. Mm, which is really spicy. Yeah. that That is going to be a, like, how are you going to take these people out type of list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Agree. Um, but that leads us to crises. Yeah. So, what do you want to start with, secure or extracts? Uh, secure, because that's what I pulled up. Cool. So I think we want to go higher threat. Yep. Um, and I think we like both demons and Terrigen. I am with you there. Yeah. Demons, you know, more incinerate is always good. <laughs> uh, we like the shape of demons. They're just spider in general are just happy on demons. Uh-huh. And I think Terrigen is really good because one, our feature character cable is immune to poison. Yep. It's high points and it's a brawl. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that leaves us one more, um, which what, and because we're, we're working with random secures here, right? So yeah. what is another one? Cause we can't use it as a um, counter pick mm-hmm. um, because we can't guarantee it. One that I really like is the newest one, Intrusions Open Across City as Seals Collapse. I was um, just about to talk about that. Mm, so, so what are you thinking on that one? Uh, have you played the Infinity War kit? Uh, is that the OP kit where you upgrade your characters? Yes. With, with yes, the, I have. Okay, so the Space Gem mission in that... So good. ...is essentially this mission. Yeah, it's so fun. It's it's a balanced version of this mission. And yep. I have done... Well, we don't have Carnage in the list. We played a Space Gem mission just the other week at my local LGS. Yep. And Carnage did disgusting things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> and I like it a lot. 
Um, and the other thing that that is, I haven't played it enough to work this out, but I like that it gives you a way to choose to drop your yes. extracts. Uh huh. Um, so so I think. The, Keep going. The place where I'm actually going to think that is going to be super super interesting and cool is in any place with a chain activation. Mm-hmm. Is suddenly the infusions allowing you to drop the extract on a thin crossbones chain activation where you drop it off thin and pick it up with crossbones? Yep. Stuff like that is going to be so much fun. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you can work that out um, and work out where it works for you, because obviously your opponent is still placing <laughs> the extract, um, I think you it'll make a big difference. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy with those three, if you yep. are. I am happy with yeah. those. And those are all high threat. We're 19, 19, 20. Yeah, which is really good for us. Uh, I think we've already talked about the first of our extracts, which is worthy. Mm, yeah, I like I like hammers. Mm-hmm. I think hammers is a really good neutral uh, um, extract because you can guarantee that it's going to be 2-2. Um, if you're really clever in the right affiliation, you can have yourself a really good plan to get three one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that in a bad matchup. I like to, to bring out hammers because you know that you can grab it and have two, and at least you're on power with yeah. the extract, and then you can work on the secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And and of course, cable, like every character in the whole game, loves a hammer. No, although every I'm starting character. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm starting to feel that convocation in general don't love hammers. Yeah. But that's a that's a different podcast, right? Yeah, I, I, I think we should have an interesting talk because they are part of our, our list. I don't think we want to bring out convocation for a hammers game. Um, because I think with their weak physical defense and how common physical is, giving them more dice into your bad defense is not good. That's right. And the extra cost on their tactics cards yeah. is is really not great for them. I think Hammers is going to fall more and more out of favor as we get better and better tactics cards, which I think is going to be a big thing going forward. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's it's been really good to this point of the life of the game, for sure. Um, but I agree 100% with you that given we have 10 tactics card slots now and more and more really good tactics cards are coming out and the best tactics cards are the in affiliation ones that are free. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this then is going to start to cost them, I think I agree with you hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And particularly when you can't choose it, right? It's oh, random. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also um, want to talk about the 19th, one of the 19th sweat uh, uh, mm. extracts. Yep. Tell me. Deadly legacy virus. Mm. Okay, tell me tell me your theory on that. Uh one, I think it's it's another it forces people to the middle, middle early which cable can play upon super heavily. Mhm. Uh two, and I think more importantly, it's cable and a lot of our other spider foes don't like status conditions. Yep. And this is the way to cure status conditions. Mhm. Occasionally, you'll lose a game to the eight-point swing, but those are games that I am fine losing. Because mm, they're fun, right? 
Yeah. It's it's yeah. I, I I have always said I would rather lose a close game than win a win a landslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, I like it. I think it's a really good really good theory on that one. My this should be a spider foes extract. Uh, and that is struggle for the cube continues. Yeah, I can see that. I've been playing what? that more than X Force Extract. Mm, yeah. Okay. Is that because of all the um, all the healing factor? Sabretooth is the best cube carrier in the game. Mm-hmm. I he's amazing at carrying cubes. Yeah. So. I really like it. Um, I've used it a lot in X-Men because what you can do with it is you can get two cubes on Wolverine turn one and have him activation one and have him pretty safe. Yeah. And then what you do with him is you just run him around the table um, with them chasing him Mm -hmm. and the cubes guarantee that he has power for exceptional healing if they manage to get that attack on him that spikes. Yeah. Um, And I can see it for similar reasons in X-Force. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it about Sabretooth that you think makes him the best cube carrier in the game? Uh, long move plus healing factor. Yep. Yep. So it, we've got the same thought process yeah. that people with healing factor love, yes. love the cubes. And uh-huh. Lizard, funnily enough, yep. has healing factor. He's also the other a cube that I, carrier. That's right. And what I also love about it is Spider-Foe's issue to date has been their power generation. And they have a lot of in-affiliation healing. You've got Venom that heals himself. You've mm-hmm. got Carnage that heals himself. You've got Lizard with um, healing, healing factor. factor. You've got their card that you can pass damage from one character to another who then has the opportunity to heal themselves. I really like it. The other thing about cubes, and this was an old Spider-Foe's trick. Oh, I know what you're saying here. Go for it. You wait till turn three to well-laid plans, and sometimes you just spike a character who's just been taking cube damage in the back of the back of the world out of yep. the game. Yep, absolutely you do. So you, you wait, and you let them take a little bit of damage. You have multiple characters on, you know, um, with only one or two damage left. And, and you well-laid plans and just blow up like two or three characters at times. Yeah. And, and not only do they die, but they also drop their cubes. And then you can have someone go and hoover them up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a game winner. And and that's why I think cubes is probably our preferred um, extract, right? Yes. So we, we've talked about a couple cards already. And there's a mm-hmm. thing we may get back to. Yeah. Because um, I may have another option for our extracts, but I want to talk tactics cards first. Cool. Um. But it, um, but, uh, we have, um, we talked about Doom Prophecy. Yeah, that's, that's going straight in. Uh, we have talked about Well-Laid Plans. Yep, that also has to go straight in, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Cable does not have any, any specific cards, so that's not jumping out. Um, no. Do we want, uh, any of the Spider-Foe specific cards? I think we want um, Sinister Traps. Okay. I think we need to set aside Neogenetic Recombinator this time. uh, I think we can set that aside for now. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not going full Spider-Foe squads. Yeah. We're we're using the affiliation, but it's not everyone. Um, 
One, now, I think we should. Let's. We need to get a bar with no door. Yes, we do. Uh, what uh, are your preferred convocation cards? I think we absolutely need um, the Ironbound books of Shumagorath. Yes, give me Shumagorath in this game so we can get one step closer to having all of MBC3 in this game. Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. Um, so, I... This is the first time we are actually building Convocation, so I'm going to read out a bunch of these tactics cards, because people nice. may not know, because Convocation has not come out here yet. Mm, mm. I, I literally, as we speak, uh, painting the Ancient One. Lucky you. So, I'm, yeah, I'm very, very lucky that I've got her here. She, that, she's the model that I wanted to paint the most out of that whole mm -hmm. release. Yeah. Uh, but a Convocation character may spend two during the power phase to play this card. This round, when an enemy targets an ally character with a physical attack, you may choose to change the attack's type to mental. Mm -hmm. uh, when an ally character is KO'd, after the effect is resolved, you may return this card to your available team tactics cards. This card mm -hmm. may be played again this game. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so that's two... Because obviously we need the eye, the yeah. bar with no doors. Uh, and we've got the Ironbound books of Shumagorath. And then we've got um, two... Well, one Spider-Foe specific and one Doc Ock Green Goblin. So essentially another Spider-Foe specific. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that gives us... Five uh, Five cards. left because we've got Doom Prophecy in there. Yes. Um, I think um cable does like blind obsession mm -hmm. well i i think we may want i want to touch on some more convocation cards quickly mm -hmm. yeah for sure because i think convocation really sings in their tactic cards that i think that's where their power comes from mm -hmm. uh it's they just have so many of them and i'm reading yeah. them right now yeah I really like Orb of Agamotto. Mm. Um, I can see the power of Astral Ring. I just haven't come up with a good play for it yet. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what else have we got in Convocation? I also want to talk about Bane of Dambal. Okay, let me bring that one up. After... I kind of have different names of, for them in my head. Yeah, Uh after an attack made by an ally convocation character is resolved, if the attack contained a crit, uh, sorry, one or more hits or wilds, you may spend one to play this card. The target character and enemy characters within two gain the root condition. Okay, tell me what you're thinking with that. It's, there are certain squads, cough, cough, black order, that hate root. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Sin hates Root. Yep. Um, and this is AoE Root. Yep. And given the missions that we've got, they're all close missions. I think I think we get good value out of it. Yeah. And even even on just like getting a Loki bubble out of for a turn is super mm. devastating to any team. Mm -hmm. Like do Agreed. that to a Valkyrie. And they are a mess. Mm -hmm. Do that to an enchantress and they are a mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree completely. So that is one. Um... 
So if we have Bane of Dambala in, that gives us four left. Yes. I I like Med Pack with Spider Foes. Okay. Partic- particularly when, um, because they are so tanky and we're using Cable to add to that tankiness, I just like, um, particularly on cubes, that ability to um, have someone hold a cube for most of the game, med pack themselves, and go from there. So, time for my my interesting quandary. Mm-hmm. Because we are playing Convocation, and specifically we are playing Wong, Baramodo, and Clear. Mm. Do we want to use a restricted slot on Panic Grips? I like that... But only with Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. What's your theory with these three guys? How do we how do we get advantage with that? Because I like it in convocation a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm actually using it currently. I mean, I'm in the the bottom parts of of the current season um, uh-huh. for various life reasons. Very um, fair. I, I decided I have... not to play this season because I would much rather yeah. play a new list every week rather than play the same list every week. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, it's I like it in convocation, but I like it with being able to grab it the their one with Doctor Strange first activation and get safe again. So where what's your secret tech on this with convocation? I'm just I'm looking at it as a like we have a lot of people with a lot of extra power gen that means we can and a lot of long range attacks. Because we're playing mm-hmm. cable with them. Uh, cable yes. generates two power turn, has long range attacks. Yep. And then we have three characters that can take actions to generate a- extra power so we can, on the turn where we really need to pop it off, we can almost always have the power to pop it off. I agree. And that's what I really like about them. I like um, that Sorcerer Supreme gets three power a turn and he generates power really easily because his damage is real quite good yeah ancient one generates two a turn both mordo and clear can give themselves extra power in the turn and wong and wong yeah absolutely and wong can give it to other people too so um i agree that um they have an ability to extract them um my like i said my only concern is that you don't without sorcerer supreme you don't have a way of grabbing their one of their safe extracts turn one but if you if you want to double down on oh have you got a theory for that because we do have a cable and double Mm. move teleport with a power pass off at some point whether by advanced r&d or stuff could probably get to their safe extract yeah i i he definitely can with his ooh. so one jump plus one move gets you to the middle does one more move get you to the other one? Yes. Mm. So, so it's it's uh, so it's you're making essentially three short moves. Yes. And because it's a B extract, and we know this, uh, fifty millimeter bases can do double medium move to get across to the other to to contest. Uh, this was a whole uh, a hella trick. Yeah. Um, cool. Because uh, on uh, Mutant Madman, because you would walk up, flip the first one, walk over to theirs, and flip theirs from out from underneath them because you have four physical defense. Yes, nice. And so I'm I'm guessing three short moves is, is longer than two medium moves. 
I yes, I I would say so too. So I let's let's assume that you can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I we... I was going to pull up advanced R and D as a good option for us anyway, just because we have so many power people with so much power generation that you can really split it around, and there are these tricks that you can do with Cable yeah. Tone One just by giving him one extra power. Yeah, I'm more than happy to put advanced R and D in for sure. Um. So yeah, I ooh, that's I think we can do it. I think it's worthwhile. I think that's yeah. enough. We're we're using cable each game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and what we have the option of doing with convocation and cable is turn one using ancient one to pop the mystic defense so that he's even safer mm. turn the top of turn one grabbing it. Yeah. That that is really terrifying. Oh, buddy. Mm. Yeah. So I, so I think we pull out deadly legacy virus. Yep, I agree. So And then and then we don't get a second I don't think we mind because our our like character specific and affiliation specific are so heavy, I don't mind, think we mind just having one restricted team tactics squad. Mm-hmm. I agree. I am also uh, so my guess for the upcoming Band and Restricted list, and yep. I've been kind of tinkering this, is um, Restricted, uh, Bitter Rivals. Yep. Uh, Band, All You've Got. Yep. Restricted shield, uh, Sword Base. Oh, you think that's going to be restricted? I think, it, I think it's going to have some hit on it. If they aren't making a change to the actual card, I think it's going to get at least Restricted. Yeah, we have this little um, in our little Melbourne um, crisis protocol chat group. Um, whenever anyone mentions sword, you have to then follow that up with as Pagani intended. Sword at fourteen, as Pagani intended, intended. like a little prayer, um, mm-hmm. because it, it. I think, I think it's it's not a problem for the game, but it's certainly it's in most rosters. Yeah, um, and, and and it I can do- be very negative. I do think it's an active problem for the game because mm-hmm. it's it's a scenario that wants you to play five wide and a point yes. value where most affiliations have to give up their affiliation identity to play five wide. Agree. Agree. Um, it's You're either good at it or you're not. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't built your roster to be able to go five wide at 14 and you don't have another really specific unique plan for it mm-hmm. i think it's almost an auto lose if, if yeah. you go into sword unprepared against someone who's prepared for sword you you lose yeah um, um but also within uh the other one i uh, the one i was putting forward until the enchantress avada because i mm-hmm. thought this was going to be how they hit enchantress uh steel tone one is i thought they were going to restrict advanced r&d okay I, I I think Advanced R&D is just such a cool card mm-hmm. that I'd be sad if it got restricted. But I, I, I certainly understand the yeah. theory behind it. it but just, it just enables so much cool stuff to happen. Yes. But sometimes it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I agree with you on uh, all you've got getting mm-hmm. banned. I agree yeah. with you on bitter rivals getting restricted. I didn't think about sword getting restricted, but I, I understand your reasoning, and I would very much welcome sword getting restricted because 
a lot of my favorite affiliations, um, as you say, have to play a different way. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm talking specifically X-Men, um, Spider-Foes, any, really anything, anyone who doesn't have a lot of control in affiliation, um, which then thwarts your whole roster building because then you're like, well, I need to put Shuri in or I need to put Enchantress in or I need to put Valkyrie in or someone who can throw reliably, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, and also it's like, also you can't have your consistent control be a five threat because like... X-Men does have pretty consistent control. It's just on Jean Grey, who's the five threat. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's it's difficult to have that at 14 and not <laughs> give up something else. Yeah. And like without, um, particularly rosters without an affiliated two, they really oh, yeah. struggle mm-hmm. to go five wide at 14 without having just all their three threat plus an out of affiliation two, right? Yeah. And and it's and I think and I am of the position that not every team needs a two threat. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. I think I do expect X Men to get a two threat. Um, yeah. My wish is that we get a three threat Kitty Pride and a two threat Lockheed. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be very very cool. Um. I've seen... I don't know if we can talk about this on your show. Um, I've seen a leak... Yes. Of, ...of a box that I suspect may have a two-threat in it. I was thinking that would be a four and a three. Mm, I don't I, think they are going to put a two-threat healing factor character into the game. You don't think so? No. I think healing factor is a little too strong for a two-threat. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I... Yeah, I, I, I find it... I, I expect them to be a three and a two only because we've got a four-threat Wolverine already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by putting in another four-threat Wolverine, are they just coming out with a better version of the other character? Whereas I... at a, di- a different threat level, you can do a little bit of different stuff. So it's it's, I think... A four threat X twenty three would be more comparable to a saber tooth than to a wolverine. Yeah, because of the speed and those yeah. sorts of things. Because because yep, she is agree. speeding race versus wolverine's brute force. Yep, agree, agree. Um, and and she will, and I don't think she will have the counter attack that saber tooth has, so she will differentiate herself in that way. Mm-hmm. I would love an in affiliation long mover for X Men. Yes. Absolutely. Like, and I, regardless I of the cost. think that is what she will be. Yep. Nice. I verily, very happily pay whatever for an in-affiliation uh, long mover in X-Men. Yeah. Um, there's there's just too many characters I want to see in this game. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. But I, I think Honey Badger, I certainly, I don't think she'll be more than a three. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they are going to do the classic, uh, if they're going to do the Wolverine outfit or the classic X-23 outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The The classic is a bit racy though, isn't it? It's a, it's bare midriff and that sort of stuff, isn't it? It was very early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I never saw it as super racy, but I've also grew up in the era of the bare midriff. Yeah, yeah, we both did, right? And um, and 
I grew up in the era of Psylocke essentially running around in a Borat mankini, right? So like yeah. the comic books I read, um, that, that costume's not particularly racy, but I know that AMG have said um, a number of times that their representation of women is more modern, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is thankful. Being a yes. father of a, a brand new daughter, um, uh-huh. I appreciate that. Um, I'm... And I, plus, I really like the, the X-23 Wolverine costume. I think it's cool. I, I prefer the black and white colour scheme with her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, That's fair. My issue with that outfit is the bright yellow. Hmm. Mm, I like it, but you know, I, you know, Wolverine's been one of my favorites, and yeah. I really enjoyed uh, her in uh, X Men Red, and she's got the Wolverine costume, and she kind of matches the Honey Badger costume too. Yeah. I like that little. I, I'm just thinking of painting a um, a skinny Wolverine in X twenty three, and then a, a mini version of Honey Badger, it's similar colors, similar costume. Mm-hmm. I just think they'd look great on the table having uh-huh. these three different sized Wolverines. I think it'd be so, cool. Uh... Non-spoiler, spoiler, does not yep. do with anything of the plot. Yep. But they finally pulled the trigger on uh, having uh, Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Scott all sleep with each other. Oh, wow. Okay. And I love that. It's nice. It's one of the reasons I don't trust Disney to make a, a um, X-Men movie at this point. Yeah. Because all the subtext about the X-Men being queer has become text. Yeah, nice. And do you know what Disney does not do well? Yeah. Yeah, agree. Uh, But yeah, no. So, and it's... I also would not be surprised if X-23 and Honey Badger on... Or at at least one of them is just X-Force affiliated and not X-Men affiliated. Yep. Yep, I can see that. I think, look, I think X-Force are a bit like Spider-Foes were pre-Lizard, Craven, uh, Mysterio release mm-hmm. in that they just need a few more characters. Yeah. And I think X-Force in particular need some more threes and they would love a two if a two was to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think um, I'm going to be very interested how they deal with Psylocke. Mm. Especially yeah. her alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm really excited for the prospect of having Psylocke in the game. Um, but I'm interested on all the different levels. What does the model look like? What alter ego do they use? What abilities do they give her? Yeah. What, you know... Because, like, just... there, there's some not pretty connotations to her in the 90s. Definitely. Being Definitely. essentially a white woman inhabiting the body of an Asian woman? Yeah. It, right. Um, you know, Ooh, one second, one second. You are breaking up. Hello? Hello? Oh. I can hear you. That's back to green now. Can you hear me again? Yes, I can hear you again. So restart your idea and I'll just fix it in the edit. So yeah, there's so many 
just difficult connotations to that character mm-hmm. um you know from racial connotations all the way through to representation of women exploitation all that sort of stuff yeah you know i could see her just being in the too hard basket to be honest yeah and, mm-hmm. but for such an iconic character that's such a shame mm-hmm. that she, we may never see her because she's just it's difficult yeah the other difficult one is going to be emma Frost. yeah agree agree particularly the model right because She's never represented in the comic books without having some kind of skimpy outfit on, right? Not anymore. Okay, one second. Let me get you an image. Mm. Um, well, she does still enjoy her skimpy outfits. Uh, her newer look. Let's have a look. And I'm putting this just in the general chat of the Discord, because why not? There you are. It's uploading now. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Also, she has, like, her pantsuit. Mm -hmm. That it's like, yeah, no, you could completely do the pantsuit look. Mm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, Again, could be a transforming character. Could so oh, yeah. many different, oh, yeah. different abilities mm-hmm. possible. But yes, uh, but we do have three more tactics cards to figure out. <laughs> On that half an hour side yeah. Um, so let's I put advanced to ND in because I think yep. I think we're, we we've talked ourselves into that. Um, so currently we yeah. have Dune Prophecy, Well Laid Plans, Sinister Traps, Bar with No Door, Ironbound Book of Shumagorath, Bane of Dambal. And advanced R&D. Mm. We need three more. I really like Eyes on the Prize. Mm. I think that's a very useful card. Um, and combined with advanced R&D can allow uh, someone like Lizard to grab the middle extract and get safe again. Yeah, that makes sense. And we, um, we are already playing Advanced R&D with these battery characters that have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So I think that one's one that goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's think about something in particular that might support Cable, given he's the focus of this episode. Yes. And um, something that I like in general, but I think Cable especially likes... Mm-hmm. Um, and I've bought this up many, many times. People know what this is. If I can just remember what it's goddamn called. Uh, I think we're looking, thinking about the same card. Is it kick them while they're down? No. Okay. It's marked for death. Ah, yes. Yeah. Do you just want to ruin an amazing Spider-Man's day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, you I can't like re-roll your defense wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, also, kick them all down, another great one. So, Mark for Death is, uh, two hard characters that are within five of the same enemy character may spend one each to play this card. This round, the enemy character loses and cannot gain stealth. Its speed becomes S, and it cannot modify or re-roll its defense dice. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I reckon we chuck that in. That's really good on Cable, especially if they've done a Black Panther steal runaway. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Black Cat still run away. So yeah, let's chuck that in. Really good on cable. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And then an yeah. interesting piece also for Cable that I love mm-hmm. that helps out a bunch mm-hmm. of our other characters too is no matter the cost. Yeah, absolutely. Just what I really like about that on Cable is that essentially it becomes free. Yeah. Because his spender heals him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so who, who else is using their spender in our roster? Uh, do you think? Green Let's Goblin. This character. Yep, definitely. Green Goblin gets terrifying with his spender. Baromoto also has basically the same spender, but Mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, you do it on Venom. Dark Hawk, yep. I find, never has the power issues to not use his spender when he wants to. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, and then Ancient One, getting an Ancestral Strike early is painful. Oh, I see. Even Curtain Call's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think I think that's a good 10. So what have we got? Doom Prophecy, mm-hmm. Well Laid Plans, Sinister Traps, The Bar With No Doors, Ironbound Books of Shuma Gorath, Bane of Dumbala, Advanced R&D, Eyes on the Prize, Mark for Death, and No Matter the Cost. Yep. I think there's a really good combo of turn one sneaky extract shenanigans, some tying into the strengths of Convocation, and then also <laughs> tying into the strengths of Cable as the feature character this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, our full list is Cable, Green Goblin, Bear Mordo, Lizard, Mysterio, Dark Ark, Venom, Wong, Ancient One, and Clear. Mm-hmm. Dune Prophecy, Well-Laid Plans, Sinister Traps, Bar with no- The Bar With No Doors, Ironbound Book of Shumo Grath, Bane of Dalabom, uh, uh, Advanced R&D, Eye on the Prize, Marked for Death, No Matter the Cost. For Secures, we're doing Terrigen Myths, uh, Terrigen clouds sweep over the city. Demons downtown has our comeuppance come due and intrusions open across city as seals collapse. And then Extracts is Fear Grips World as the Worthy Terrorize Cities. Struggle for the Cube continues and Panic Grips City as evacuation efforts continue. Mm. That seems like a super, super fun list. Yeah, I like it. I think it combos well. I think it highlights Cable in a different way to the way he's used at the moment yeah um and i like that i like having panic grips in the roster mm-hmm. because it induces panic in your opponent because yeah it's you're using a restricted slot for it and they have to think how are they getting this done what are they doing about mm-hmm. this this um this secure or this extract yeah um so i like it yeah i think i think this is really fun mm-hmm. so yeah um Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, I'm in the Discord, um, just as fast Nick. Um, I don't really have any social media that I use mm-hmm. that much, to be honest. So in the Discord, um, hit me up. I'm in that dis- this now. I'm in um the Morlocks in your Discord. Discord. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in the Morlocks Discord, the MCP um, Discord, and also hang around in the Danger Room Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, so hit me up for anything i i love a chat i'll always happy to chat about mcp secret fun stuff that you can get if you come to the morlock discord which is uh one of our many patreon rewards at patreon.com slash lexa white is i have been i have created a template for custom mcp characters and have started to design a versus capcom expansion awesome starting with the street fighter characters yeah, nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, I I am super excited about it because um, yeah. I'm a big Marvel vs. Capcom fan. 
and it's good like brain power stuff um so yeah if you want to support the show it's uh patreon.com slash lexa white um you can find me as lexa white on uh, most of the mcp discords ggypt on the non-mcp discords uh, if you want to see my written reviews, which is mostly just Nancy Drew, and then later this, uh, and then should be also covering the 4400 when that starts up uh, a little bit later in this week from time of recording. I think it will have come out by time of release. Um, so expect those two. You can find them at ggip.tumblr.com. Then if you want to see me play something completely different, every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzy, I am teaching my friend board games. And that has been a whole lot of fun. Uh, we, I don't know what we're doing this week, but we will have just passed a week of playing on with them. And then every Saturday and Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash games, I play custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content. Awesome. I love that game. That's such a oh, fun... Yeah. Me and my wife play that quite a bit. Have you um, been delving into the custom scene? Not at all. We're, we're doing the Forgotten, Forgotten Age, Age, I think. Yes. Yeah, we're running through that campaign because it's very Indiana Jonesy, and we're mm-hmm. loving it. So there is an entire scene of custom characters and custom campaigns. Nice. Nice. And so me and my friend Kodab, we... One, we do... Uh, Every two weeks, we do the fortnightly design challenge where we um, put up a piece of art and then have a bunch of different content creators, for, custom creators for the scene, create uh, just as some design practice, a uh, designer card based on the art. Awesome. And then we talk about it. And then also we test custom characters and player cards. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, that's really cool. So just last week, I played a game as Willow. From yeah. Buffy. Willow from Buffy. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That one is in still a bit of design, not quite done yet. It needs to bake yeah. a little bit more. But it's yeah. it's a super fun thing. Yeah, that's really cool. So thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. Anytime. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>